Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Spark of Genius Flesh and Blood production. And we're on part three of this Everfest review reveal royale. That's a lot of that's a lot, lot of R's, R's right there. So yeah. triple, triple R. Um, we're gonna go through another reduce, ten, reuse, eleven cards. Recycle. Reduce, reduce, recycle the rune chant. Anyways, <laughs> so we're going to be looking at another another group of cards here. In case this is the first one you're watching, for some reason you kind of came in during the middle. That's totally okay. Uh, feel free to watch episode one or two, three, four, five, six, all of them, whatever. They'll be available on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook, on Spotify, sorry. <laughs> and uh, for your listening pleasure, if you don't want to watch the video, uh, if you liked our content so far and like to you enjoy it, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. Usually I say this at the end. I'm going to start saying it at the beginning. <laughs> Just if uh, if you have any comments for us, any improvements, things like that, please let us know. We won't know unless you tell us. If you liked our comment we would appreciate it if you let us know that too and so without further ado further adieu this rounds on me Ooh, it's really random uh i kind of forgot about this card um, yeah that it was actually an earlier reveal but we didn't actually talk about it so i kind of slotted it in here before we talked about the other one so this rounds on me was actually one of the first ones to be revealed if mm -hmm. not the first one to be revealed yeah it is a blue one cost uh three block it is a majestic so it, is a, it just only comes in blue one cost, three block, non-attack action with go again. So each hero draws. Well, I'm already kind of scared, to be honest with you. Uh, until the start of the next turn, attacks that you, the target you, have minus one power. Good luck with Kadachis. So essentially, the mm -hmm. way I see this card, it's an if it's a ultimate pit fight card. It's like a PVE yeah, kind of card. It's like a, it's like a the more the merrier card. Does it doesn't it feel like a more the merrier card as far as like thematically, right? I just it feel just, like the drawback like, is so strong if you're just one v oneing someone and you give them a card. Like that seems very unless you catch them on a on a turn where they're not really planning to do anything and they got one card that they can't really use. Um, that yeah. sounds like it could work, but like the the one discount. I mean, at least you draw a card too, which is nice, right? You yeah, you, you it, draw it recycles a card. itself. But, but it costs the one, so you still have to pay with you the card. You are at a detriment of one resource here, um, exactly. Yeah. But as you kind of mentioned, I really don't want to give the opponent a card, right? So mm -hmm. it's going to get some decks that go very, very wide that attack three or more times to get like the full block value doubled or essentially get additional card value in the block, right? Because this originally just blocks for three. Yeah. If you play it, you need to get at least a full full value card swing in the opposite direction for it to be worth you giving them a card which on average, the value is three. Yeah. Right? Uh, Blocking-wise, blocking-wise. And so things like Katsu, Benji, Ira, maybe Briar, uh, mm. et cetera, those, kind, those kinds of, you know, go go wider strategies where you <laughs> actually get the value. The card in general is just very average. Very, 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 very situational sideboarding. Could be okay in decks where you like getting an extra card, playing, like when you have Tunic, right? So you use a Tunic, play this, and you're not paying a card to, to get this off. Also... Fine, when you know where you're doing something like a dominate, where the extra card doesn't really matter as much. Even if they have five cards, you're still dominating. Yeah. If you happen to give it, you have to give them the D react. Then I guess they can guess you lose. <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's okay. Um, I mean, it's really, all I have. Funnily enough, you can play three of these and then block out pretty much everything in a go wide deck. <laughs> like I'm minus three on all your attacks against Benji. He just sheds a tear and says, "All right, pass turn to you." <laughs> Oh, what you got to do is they play Channel Mount Heroic, and the next turn you play three of these. Yeah, and just be like, nah, <laughs> cancel your plus three channel. It's right. You know, I gave you, I gave you three cards, but let's just cancel your Mount Heroic. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's, uh. it's worth it. It's worth three cards, right? Um, and so, 
We gave this a two out of five. I, I don't think it's a, a relative to competitive, more competitive play. We gave yeah, it two out of five. In ultimate pit fight slash, I guess not, maybe like the uh, PVE, it'd be amazing because you're all on a team yeah, and keep, you give everyone a card. It's amazing. I keep, I keep wanting to say like, maybe in Earth. It's like, wait, no, that's the wrong game. Uh, yeah, like, okay. <laughs> um, that's right. So rolling on to the next, uh, we've got a group of items here coming up here because mm -hmm. they happen to be released at the same time. So Potion of Luck is the first one. Yeah. Blue non-attack with no go again. Keep that in mind. No go again on this one, right? So it's a potion. Blue non-attack yeah. with yeah, potion. Uh, at instant speed, destroy and shuffle your hand and your arsenal. Not just your hand. Your arsenal also. Draw that many cards. So potentially so uh, looking a... at like a five card a five card shuffle, right? Four cards plus the arsenal. Mm -hmm. Um so immediately thinking of decks that pretty much lose games off one bad hand. Because that's what this is. Yeah. This is this is this it's is a... called like this. It, it could be like that. You know the guy in Hope versus Hood? Yeah, I was going to say. Extended art? He's probably holding this thing. That's right, yeah. yeah he opens coat. his trench coat. He has like a bunch of these lamps like in his trench coat. You want to buy some luck? He, <laughs> he just goes to the playground and tells all the kids <laughs> he's got he's got potions of luck. Don't do not do that, please. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's like you can't really... like. I think the, the hero I was thinking of is, is Kano, right? You get this off mm -hmm. the top. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, because it's not it doesn't cause some action. Uh, you can't replace an epop with this though. So if you're running time snap before, it's a decent replacement. Like in in kind of Kano, I'm not sure if it replaces any wizard blue attacks that come off the top since it's a non-blocking card. It can lead to some really awkward hands yeah. if you do actually have to block and do something. Yeah, possibly. I thought it could also be used in Briar. So in Briar, when you draw all non-attacks, that that's an issue, right? You try to search with Sonata, but if you don't have Sonata, you don't have Sonata, right? Exactly. Um, the issue is you can't choose some. Unlike Hope Merchants, yeah. where you can choose how much you need to, you need to like, you need to be ready to give give him everything. It's a you got, full you mulligan. Gitter, it's a full <laughs> mulligan, and you know, possibly sees like a you know a heavy item knickknack deck or something. I say that under under my breath a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> possibly okay in Icelander also because you can play it as an instant out of Arsenal, but I would rather play something as an instant with Go again to gain the additional action point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think many decks have spare space for a card like this. I don't. I don't know what what the, you kind of think full about. Mul if it was a partial mulligan, I could see it maybe have some having some fringe conditions where you could like get around like a CNC that you really want to save your arsenal. It kind of mimics Crown of Seeds in that respect. It's like, hey, like, give my give me the Crown of Seeds back to my hand, or give me the card in my arsenal. You know, kind of put it, draw one card, card exactly. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of might have it might have had that kind of you know uh, fringe use case, but. Yeah. As it is, I don't see. It. I think it's pretty much going to be, you draw a really bad hand that you needed to, to get over that turn. Just mulligan, draw again. I do think the the cold foil of this would actually look pretty nice. That being yeah, said, uh, the rating wise, we gave it a two average. Mm -hmm. yeah. Could also give it a one point five average. Depends on what kind of spice people are thinking of. I don't. I don't like. We're, there's only two of us. Like we only have so many big brains that we can. So many brain move cells. around for these cards. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's yeah. the first item. We're moving right on to the second item. I know people are going to be like, oh my good god, please stop with the items. Well, you know what? This set is like half items. So <laughs> that's, just, that's just it. These are the reveals we've got. Talisman um, oh, of Balance. So, uh, funny card here. So it's a blue item with go again. So this one does have go again. At the beginning of right. the end phase, if you have less cards in Arsenal than the opposing hero, destroy it. Put the top card of your deck into the empty Arsenal zone. This seems incredibly average. Okay for decks that want to play out at their whole hand in some way. 
the opposing hero doesn't use whatever's in their arsenal. Like they want to yeah. keep it for their own turn. At best, it's a deck thinner. Unless you have deck opt, thinner. there wouldn't be any. Yeah, it, you wouldn't even have like unless you have the opt guaranteed. It's a good card. But maybe some like blue card you put in arsenal. Yeah, um, you can't control. That like... being said, yeah. Okay, in the uh, okay in Icelander, because you can play yeah. all your blue cards out of the arsenal as instant anyways. Maybe it's okay. I still don't think it's good. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even rate this card because I didn't even like. Maybe it's a 1.5, a 2, like slightly yeah. worse than the luck. I'm not really sure, honestly. Yeah, I'd go towards the 1.5, I think. Um, I mean, if you're not looking to deck thin, I think just playing a card that you'd rather draw instead of this makes more sense. A card that you would want Arsenal, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's like, you are spending the card to play this, and then eventually you're going to get a card into your Arsenal. Well, you could have just played the card in Arsenal to begin with. Unless you're waiting for a turn where you just can't afford to put anything in Arsenal, right? Um, it could be a good way to maintain tempo, maybe, if you're like using your whole hand as Bravo or something, going really big, and then popping this to refill your, your arsenal. Um, that could be, it's almost like kind of putting um, an arsenal card in a bit of a like a limbo state, and then you can kind of put it in once you've emptied it, but it's um, tough to use. You can, see, you can see how far me and Rob are really stretching to <laughs> use out of this card. I should already kind of tell you that. I'd probably stay away from it unless there's something really obvious. That being said, let's move on to the most useful potion I've seen so far, probably out of all the potions, items, and talismans in general up to when we're recording, which is Friday. Um, potion of Deja Vu. Rob's probably like, eh, but as a wizard player, I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, so it's a blue item, cost zero, not attack action, without go again. Uh, as an instant, you destroy the potion, put all cards from pitch zone on top of your deck in any order. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. So we're looking <laughs> at a very strong card in Kano. Uh, Kano's ability alone would allow you to pitch cards you want to put on top at instant speed in the order you want to push damage with limited resources. This is a very good fixing card. So it also helps Tomes, uh, Findel, uh, Aetherwind uh, for Kano, or I personally have ended up drawing yellows and reds when I've needed blues to go for, that, for more damage. I've done this into Rob multiple times. Yep. Uh, yep. I remember drawing, uh, <laughs> using a tome and drawing into a Findel and an Aetherwind. Off a tome, I drew those two tomes. <laughs> I can yep. imagine if I actually had this uh, Deja Vu potion to start pitching both of these for Kano and actually just draw them out or something like that. So uh, now you can pitch those cards for Kano, your reds and your yellows, and you don't necessarily want to pitch to actually go off the top or pitch it to Crucible. That's also fun. Whatever you want to want to use it for, and then potion them to get them on top of the deck or you can then Kano them out and or you get can them on something like react. a Sonic. so what you could do probably um, is you can activate Kano's ability pitch to use it and then before Kano resolves you use the potion right? at instant speed yeah. at instant speed and then you can take the cards you've pitched and then use them for the ability that you've activated before for Kano right so you kind of get it, get it on the on the stack, and then use the potion, and then Kano resolves, which will give you the top card of your deck that you that you've put it back on top, right? Exactly. Yeah. If and then, that that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's kind of the idea, right? So you wanna you wanna stack your pitch zone, but instead of pitch stacking to the bottom of the deck, which is what you usually do, now you're pitch stacking to the top of the deck. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. So it helps one of those sore points of Kano, which is getting low resource, high damage hands, which was. One of the main issues Kano had is in terms of consistency, right? You can beat anyone, but also lose to anyone. And hmm. this really helps. Uh, I think it's a full, like, probably uh, two of and blitz, 
uh, probably either a two or three of in CC. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe one. I could see one or two in Blitz, then two or three in CC, depending on people's build. I gave it a four out of five. I just think it's uh, a four good, essentially, a four out of five. For Kano. It's just a very good, yeah, for Kano. It's just such a good Kano card with, with the amount of burst he can do. Yeah. The resource issues he has sometimes, it's just the hand fix, and it just stays on the board, right? Yeah, use so it whenever you like it. Goes away. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah it's just. I just I just find it like this this is something that Kano needed and here it is just on a silver platter so I give it a four out of five hmm. I don't know am I wrong please tell me in the chat that I'm an idiot we'll find uh, out when this card comes out and you smoke me with wizard every time <laughs> now when I'm gonna draw the double red I'm not gonna hit my face anymore yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, next right. uh, less interesting item still not a bad item we have amulet of echoes echo echo creepy card it's Looking at the art card. it's like just full of ears Yep. Um, Stuff of nightmares. Blue item, cost zero, non-attack action with go again. So as an instant, you destroy it. Target hero discards two cards. Activate it only if they've played two or more cards with the same name this turn. Echo, echo, echo. Hmm. So, I get it uh, now. This is one of those nice situational cyborg cards that's a good example of future-proofing. And what future-proofing is, is bringing out developing cards and releasing cards that don't make a whole lot of sense with the card pool now will make a hell of a lot more sense maybe a little bit later or maybe in the later in the set right so it proofs any ridiculous combos people come up with for certain classes like uh ball 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 ball, ball lightning 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 fair lightning, enough lightning. yeah uh with a couple of a uh, couple of um oh man what's it called sting of sorcery stings, yeah uh so if it wasn't banned it stops that double ball double sting ball all right. that kind of stuff it right. stops some scary double cards like um mordor tide you know, when you get the get that sick that's true. double mortared off. That's true. Um, possibly Bramble Spark. The thing, down, maybe. though, I, the thing is, too, that the opponent knows if this is in play and they can play around it. So if I have two mortared tides, I might just keep it, like, keep one, right? I won't play them both, like, <laughs> you know, but, like... <laughs> I just... But, I ha but now I have this item sitting here for the entire game that's forcing you to play it non-optimally. It's true. And that's kind of where it it's comes true. in, right? So... It may not straight up stop a combo from happening, but it will make your opponent play around it, potentially tax resources, mm. optimal play lines away from them. Possibly. Not always. Not always. There are ways to get around things, but already notice it could be useful in Everfest against something like 100 wins, which we're going to discuss in a later mm -hmm. episode. But at worst, it's still a blue non-attack with go again. Though it's not usually going to be that big of an issue if you get it later when you don't need to just pitch it, get it early, slap it down, and go on with your day, right? So... Not an amazing card by any means, but as I said, situational good sideboard card. So I give it a three average, hmm. uh, especially if like particular scary combos come out where this is useful that people realize later. True. And then they can go back to their pool, get this, get a couple slots in the sideboard. At least you have it, right? Fair enough, yeah. Um, Amulet Echoes. So now we're looking on to uh, Matt Rogers' we're reveal getting into card. Some spice. Oh. Me, me, and Rob actually disagreed on this card when it first came out. Uh, True. I'm here to try to. I'm trying to. I, I, I've it. since come around. I've since he, he seen thought, it your way. <laughs> he, thought, he thought they were hot garbage. I'm here yeah. to prove wrong. <laughs> and um, take it away. Pro prove me wrong I, again. Let's go. I, I was sitting here and I'm like, there is no way in hell LSS gave Matt two dud reveal cards for mechanologist for his class. favorite class too. Right? It's like oh. here you go. <laughs> Trash. So let's look at uh let's look at signal jammer. So it's a blue mech item. Enters the arena with a steam counter. 
already getting pretty steamy up in here, right? So the beginning of your action yeah. phase, destroy it unless you remove a steam counter. Each hero can't play more than one non-attack action each turn. So we're looking at that. Comes in with a steam counter and you need to remove it. So it's kind of like Zen State that comes in with a counter and you have to remove it. Otherwise, it gets destroyed. That's kind of the uh, most parallel option you can get at the moment. <laughs> and so it stays for two turns, right? Yep. The immediate thought is quite good into Kano, as all the arcane spells are non-attack actions. As <laughs> that if that matchup couldn't get more one-sided, <laughs> well, this card just breaks yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> um, it also hurts decks that use a lot of non-attack actions to go tall and add effects, right? Add yeah. effects to attack actions, because it's, it, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty... It might be super common to have, like, let's say, you know, that, that card that we, we reviewed last time that breaks items. Well, okay, but mm -hmm. now you only get that one. You can't right. buff with anything else. You know, no, no more non-attacks. It stops Briar from making Embodiment of Lightning. How do you make an Embodiment when you can only play one non-attack? That's true. No? Stops Double <laughs> Lumina. Stops Tall Rangers that use like increased attention, seek and destroy, dominate an arrow and fire it. It is a solid sideboard card that can stop a wide enough range of decks to be useful. Um, it's not something that is a core must-have card. Yeah. However, a lot of these cards are not going to be core must-have cards, right? Mm -hmm. Especially at the Majestic level. Like, there's going to be different situations. I give it a 3.5 good. It's a good sideboard card that could be used in a variety of scenarios that I thought of just, just off, off the bat. And yeah. non-attacks are not going away anytime soon. Restricting to one non-attacks... Uh, as dash, you can just pop out an item and call it a day. And um, there oh, are already, there yeah. are a lot of blues you earn in dash too that you can easily find a substitute for this card. Uh, there are a lot of blues that you will never play in dash. Um, yep. They do block, them, but I mean, yeah, pour the mold. Yeah, you run that against Bolton pretty much only yep. just to get the non-attacks yep. in there. But, but you need uh, you need to pour the mold to get this thing out to give it more steam counters. Man, that yeah. Once things can give more steam counters, that can make this really broken. I think, but. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. that's single jammer. We've converted Rob halfway. So let's let's get, let's convert him to the other half here. <laughs> so we're looking at diso dissolution sphere. We're gonna break his dissolutions. Yeah. Um, so I I've always thought this was good. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this is a good card. I, I did not think this is hot garbage. Small disclaimer. Coming around. Coming around. <laughs> Plus the art is really uh, nice. I, I love the art for this card. I do actually like the art more than single jammer. So this is a yellow cost, uh, yellow two cost mech item. Uh, it enters with a steam counter, destroyed if it doesn't have one. So, so similar again, story, two turns. Two turns. Yeah, two turns. Uh, unless pour the mold, of course, right? Uh, <laughs> whenever your hero would be dealt exactly one damage. Uh, six rounds. Oh, sorry. Uh, whenever that—that's—that's that's the effect. Sorry, I wasn't—I wasn't super yep. clear with yeah. that. <laughs> Pretty sure of the card here. So, six around for a total of two. If you can't add any steam counters. So the different applications, let's look at this, right? So it's mostly the biggest one that everyone's thinking about, Viscerai Rune Chance. Rune Chance in general, mm -hmm. exactly one damage, multiple times. Kadachis. It's yellow, so possibly okay into like Prism, right? Since it applies against uh, Spectral Shields. True, spectral yeah. Spectral Shields come in for one. Yeah. yeah. Another source of exactly one damage. Or you can uh, discard it to uh, to break their library. But the big point that I thought was, as if as if it didn't get any better, the big point, it turns off those pesky one damage breakpoints from attacks that hit from four, seven, ten. Guess what? Your four is three. I block with the card. Yeah. Now now what, right? So you don't always have to have those like red fate for scene, red sync yeah. belows, those like odd cards that they're okay cards for what they do, 
but maybe you don't need to run as many of them. Maybe you could shift your strategy a little bit, knowing that, hey, I can just block from hand without having this red card that doesn't pitch. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so you can block for one less regularly, and then the last one's replaced, right? So there's plenty of applications. It's a solid card for the 80-card deck, sided it based on matchups. You can also give Datadoll an edge, given she only has the three intellect, right? So right. it can hopefully prevent three points of damage over over two turns, more or less, if you banished it and, and you get it off um, Datadoll's ability, right? Yeah. If you play free. And so... I think that's also it's also quite good in Datadoll because she doesn't have as many cards to block with, so that having that extra space with the reduce from one helps quite a bit for her. Right. I think. Um, I yeah. get a three point five. Also, a good solid cyber card works in enough scenarios to make it an overall good rating. Yeah. So three point five across the board. I don't think you can ask for much more from Majestics in general, right? So, those were the two mech. Mech cards. We're finally coming into some ninja cards. I know you and me yeah. were waiting to see some the big ninja players we are. <laughs> waiting to see some. We'll get some games off with Katsu and stuff. I can build a Katsu deck and yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. get gameplay going. Oh, we showed the Ira. I played Ira until you once, but uh, we'll get a little bit Katsu going. So, starting off with 100 wins. So, it's a cost zero, ninja attack action, go again, blocks for two. Because ninja, right? Uh, combo with 100 wins gains plus one for each 100 win on the chain. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, it does come in the red, red, yellow, blue flavor. So uh, three, two, one, I believe. You could run three nine red, of yellow, these blue. and you might want to. <laughs> you might want to. It's generally good for ninjas due to having the innate go again and costing zero. Zero for three with go again is, also, is pretty good. Uh, head jab is being like the standard zero for three vanilla. Right, right, yeah. Um, Allowing it to be so in terms of playability, right? For Katsu, it's cost zero, allowing it to be used for his ability, mm -hmm. uh, banishing a zero. And it's a searchable combo card with unconditional go again, with a ceiling of three, four, five damage, depending on like how many you have and how many you can play in a row. Yeah. If you can access all three, right? So targeting for flick flack is also a consideration. It is a combo card. Um true. Benji seems to gain a lot from this card, specifically the yellow and blue ones. Again, benefiting mm -hmm. from the go again. And the, the downside to going over to two attack. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the, the potential downside going over two is matched by his ability to uh, gain weave one. weapon swings in. Yeah, to gain one and weave weapon swings in between to prevent the combo. Yeah. Uh, and also his new specialization that cares for the base power and not the current power mm. on the chain. Right? Um, I think. Ira looks to gain the least from this card since the traditional Ira list focuses more on tempo, meaning her cards need to be efficient or impact the board significantly. Like Pitcha Blue, Kadachi, Command and Conquer, or right. something, something, Flying Kick, like big, bigger kind of tempo swing. The Gogan right. isn't as relevant for Ira as other ninjas since normal turns for her tend to be like two weapon, two weapon attacks and an attack. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, overall, it looks to be above average for the traditional go wide strategy of Ninja, and definitely mm -hmm. makes it to the main decks in some capacity. Yeah. Depending on what kind of deck you're playing. And I overall. love that it combos itself, right? I mean, Flood of Force, I think, was one card that comboed with itself, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. But this yeah, one Flood being, um, I mean, this makes it so that if you run a bunch of these, they have a higher chance of comboing with each other. You're not relying on a previous combo piece. It's like, draw four yeah. of these, you're good. Just play them all, <laughs> right? So. I would say more the merrier for this card, unless you have other things to put in. But it seems like it'd be okay to run all nine, to be honest. It goes really well with uh, is that bigger than that, greater than that? What's that card called? 
It is called even bigger even bigger than, bigger that. than that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> great card. It's oh, like, yeah. what would you like more than to hit with a Kadashi? Find another, another, <laughs> uh, another hundred wins on top, and draw that in. You're already comboing. Keep twice. going. That's right. Yeah. Um, I give it a three point five in Kasu and Benji. Good card in both. I give it a two average for Ira. Yeah. It just doesn't really fit with her strategy. She's not going to get support this set directly. I think because she got blossoming, blossoming mist something. Whirling mist blossom. blossom. Whirling Miss Blossom. <laughs> one stop play. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She got an incredible. I don't think she's going to directly get support. She's not really that archetype. She needs it, nor is not going to be focused on. And so I'm not surprised. Winds of Eternity. So this is the very next part. You can see in the art, he's kind of moving. He's kind of mo moving, moving from one side to the other here. So Winds of Eternity is the combo. <laughs> Works off 100 wins. Cost zero. Ninja attack actually blocks for three. Combos with 100 wins. Gains plus two. Uh, on the hit, shuffles all the 100 wins on the combat chain into your deck. On the combat chain into your right. deck, as opposed to Lord of Wind, which puts the everything in the grave back yeah. into the deck, right? Um, but, I mean, we can we really expect too much out of this card? It is a zero-cost, three-block blue that hits for four. <laughs> I think that, by itself, is Majestic level. Um, the added ability, I think, is icing on the cake at this point. Yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of lackluster just because it requires multiple like other cards and hitting for it to do anything. It's because it's like a combo ender. It doesn't have... Uh, right, it, it doesn't, doesn't combo with itself. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it doesn't the, have any uh, conditional go again. 100 uh, wins, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think Katsu, since 100 wins will most likely see play because it's such a good card, mm -hmm. uh, will probably see some play because it's a blue yeah. zero cost for three. Yeah, exactly. I think whenever you see that kind of trifecta it's like okay why wouldn't i run this kind of thing you know mm -hmm. i think it does an okay job at uh recursion so being able to get 100 wins from the chain into hand but as mm -hmm. far as like on hits it's not really strong enough to warrant most blocking yeah in my opinion yeah I you think... get maybe one or 200 wins back to your deck it's like okay big deal <laughs> exactly uh benji may play the card for the same reasons as it could be played at the end of the chain making it unblockable with the ability because it's, it's two block uh, this card for Ira has, you know, Ira already has a ton of blue zero uh, block threes, mm -hmm. like zero cuss, like blue block. It, it doesn't really add anything for Ira, really. Yeah. No, uh, it'll see some play just based on the stat line, but I don't think the card itself, the innate playability of the card, is going to be what makes the cut here. Mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be like purely off hundred wins. Yeah, yeah, agreed. If 100 wins wasn't as good as it was, this card would see no play, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh, flood a force. Um, so we give it a 2.5 average. Yeah. It's average. Uh, don't know what else don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, here. I mean, anti-fatigue, I guess. You know, if you want to add some more cards to your deck. Not sure if it matters too much, but uh, that, that could be a reason to put it. Fair enough. So last card of the video. Vexing Cool Hand. Um, Rune Blade Arm Equipment. Which is yeah. interesting because it's competing with the legendary with the best yeah. gloves like in the game, <laughs> right? So mm -hmm. um, tough shoes to fill. Tough shoes to fill. Uh, destroy as a action with go again. Create two rune chance. It has arcane barrier one, uh, which grasp doesn't have arcane barrier. Mm. So it's a straight up upgrade. Things like null rune gloves for rune right. blade. So if you were right. running it, uh, almost all of them ran the crowd of dichotomy for the arcane barrier one. Either way, so if you needed two for things like Kano, yeah. Solid upgrade, right? Uh, when you yeah. pop this, it can snowball a bigger aggressive turn for decks that run cards discounted off room chance. Um, 
yeah. a couple of different cards that they got that we'll, uh, of course, review later. But uh, discounted off room chance, such as Amplified Arknight, Rune Flash, trigger cards like Mean Greed, um, Rattle Bones of Arcane Hits. Yeah. Um, you know, is it better than Grasp? No. I don't think it's better than Grasp. But it's a situational. It's exactly. I don't, I, don't, I yeah. don't think it was built to be better than Grasp. It's majestic versus Legendary. It's a good budget option for Runeblade players that don't want to shell out for an out-of-print piece of equipment to mm-hmm. play Runeblade. Yeah. Uh, it could be brought in as a side, sideboard piece for either super aggro decks that might not value the armor uh, as much. Or our lower resource curve that's pitching for grasp isn't as useful. So like a more like red yellow line aggro viscerai or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, maybe more of a blitz kind of pick maybe, uh, where you kind of want to yeah like just create the two rune chance and then kind of go big on one turn. I think that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And having CC, the arcane barrier one is always is always kind of useful against a lot more decks nowadays. Yeah, that's true. In CC, like breaking this wouldn't make much sense, I think, because you lose the arcane barrier if you did. It's kind of the same situation as Skullhorn. Like you have the arcane barrier too, you can't really use the ability ever unless you want to lose, you know, Takano. <laughs> so uh, you use it kind of like as a last resort to push in some lethal damage, probably. But um, mm. I would say Blitz is probably where this would shine the most. I agree. Uh, I give it a three average. It's good. At what, it's good at what it does. Comparatively speaking, it's hard for any equipment over the L's that Runeblade already has at dis- disposal. Like, I don't I don't know what they could have made other yeah. than a Fable equipment that um, would have been better, but, like... But th- that, that would be a big problem. Yeah, I think that because people have invested in these legendary pieces that, you know, cost 150 bucks, 200 bucks for the... Uh, I think that's the current price, maybe, for the Grasp. But, you know, if you've bought that and then this comes out and it's better strictly than Grasp, then you're kind of upset, right? I think LSS has, like, a kind of a code that they want to follow that they're not going to want to power creep old items. Um, unless they're like really cheap, like the Null Rune Gloves here, which is totally fine. You can eclipse that all you all you want. I don't care. <laughs> but the legendaries, you're paying money for them, and for a lot of people, that that makes a big difference. Uh, you, you cannot just keep yeah. buying hundred dollar cars all day. <laughs> so, nope. Unless unless you're Rob. But uh, enough about that. Appreciate everyone for watching. Hopefully, you learned something new. I learned some new things. Rob learned some new things. We're all just learning a lot of new things today, right? So. If you enjoyed this video, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. Are we right? Are we wrong? Is your opinion different from ours? Why is it different? Is there something we missed? Leave a comment. Let us know. I would like to learn more about these cards to try to theorcraft a bit of a deck uh, of my own one day, especially for ProQuest. Oh, yeah. ProQuest season coming up. And so good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are watching this from and when you are watching this. And with that, that is part three of our Everfest preview review series. Next one going to be coming up very shortly. Thanks everyone for watching.